Hey, Verse Course versus DL here. This is just a quick thank you to the Gamma Senin and Pure Nonsense. All music that you are about to hear in this episode is either by the Gamma Senin, our friend Kevin McGuire, who speaks a bit in this episode, or Pure Nonsense, Mark Kowal's band, who also speaks in this episode. You can go to Pure Nonsense Band on Instagram, or you can go to the Gamma Senin, G-A-M-A-S-E-N-N-I-N, both of which have link trees to their websites. Pure Nonsense has a great album called Tonight. The Gamma Senin has a great self-titled. Gamma Senin's got a vinyl on their website. Pure Nonsense has a downloadable and on CD. Check them both out. They're fantastic. The music makes this episode amazing. Trust me, it is one completely different thing from before edit to after edit. Thank you very much, both of you gentlemen. At the Grammys in 2014, the nominees for Best Album of the Year were Ed Sheeran, Sam Smith, Pharrell, Beyonce, and Beck. And when Prince announced that Beck was the winner... Kanye West began to once again make his way to the stage to complain about it. He stopped halfway there, even with Beck telling him to come on the stage and talk to him. Later on that night, Kanye complained once again that the high sellers, that the names, that Beyonce did not win when she is the pole. Now, later on, rumor has it, and this is Kanye's rumor, so it's most likely a lie, that about two weeks later, he was at a lunch with Taylor Swift to quash their beef. It's just so fitting that it happened to be a lunch with the person that he had taken the mic from in an earlier Grammys. And while they were at lunch, an album started to play. Uh, According to him, he thinks maybe the restaurant or Taylor Swift did it on purpose. But when Kanye said, wow... What is this? This music is amazing. Taylor Swift said, this is Morning Phase. This is the Beck album that you complained about. Kanye went on to apologize and say that he was wrong. But ever since then, I've wondered, is Kanye right? And what is the point of the Grammys? If not to make all of those big names and rich people feel good about themselves. Coming up on Verse, Chorus, Verse. Apparently Eminem doesn't give a damn about a Grammy, but does he? Dun, dun, dun. That's next. everybody i'm dl and this is verse course verse welcome to episode 76 how are you all i hope you're well with me is rachel pop banger polio rachel how are you doing tonight i'm so good ready to rock and roll that wasn't very convincing so good they they can't see your face (laughs) it was very excited um we are not alone much like michael jackson says we are not alone 
With us is Mark Kowal of the project Pure Nonsense. Whoa. Mark, how are you doing tonight? I'm getting over being sick, but I'm, I'm ready. You got a little rasp there. The rasp is That's great. Nice. I can probably sing something now. It sounds good. You know, no spoilers, but I've been studying a lot of Mark Lanigan lately. You got a hint of Mark Lanigan there. I'll take that. It's got to keep this now. Yeah. Only record when you're sick and it's early in the morning, That's right? right? Exactly. Mark Kowal had an album come out last year. The album is called Tonight by Pure Nonsense. Great stuff. We have featured it before last year on the pod. You will hear a tune or two on this episode as we speak. If you want to take more of a listen, you can go to his website, which is purenonsenseband.com, or you can go to his Insta, which is where the cool kids go. <laughs> it is cool kids. At Pure Nonsense. We also have a friend by the name of Kevin McGuire. Kevin McGuire could not be here tonight. Little bit of a technical snafu. Kevin McGuire was here once upon a time. I had some technical issues and I apologize for that. And due to that, what we have now, because Kevin couldn't be with us tonight, he is on tour with Cardi B currently. Rachel, I was really expecting like a <laughs> OMG moment and I didn't get it. Are you sick too? No. You on Xanax? What's going on here? I wish I was on Xanax. <laughs> okay. We'll have Couch Corner in a minute, okay? <laughs> Fantastic. So yeah, Kevin has way too much going on. He did record something for me that I will play uh, after the first break. Uh, he will be able to talk to us a lot about the industry as he worked the Grammys for 10 years. He had a project come out last year called The Gamma Senin. Wonderful vinyl, uh, really well put together, awesome music with a star-studded cast of musicians and producers. Really, really well put together. The Gamma Senin, G-A-M-A-S-E-N-N-I-N.com, or you can follow him on Instagram at The Gamma Senin. That is who is part of the episode, if you will. And what are we talking about tonight? We are talking about the Grammys. Ooh. Yay! Mark has instant <laughs> opinions. Um, instant opinions. Rachel, I'm going to let you talk for a minute so I can have a drink. Why did we decide to talk about the Grammys, you and I? Because you love the Grammys so much, as do I. We just wanted to talk about why they're so fantastic, what a good idea they are in general, how they really oh define who's a good musician and who's not a good musician. That I could not have said it better myself. That is exactly why we're here. You know, this is actually a here's where you're wrong episode, which Rachel <laughs> and I do. I think this is the fourth or fifth one. I don't know. But she would lean heavily more towards the people that would be selected for Grammys. <laughs> and I am much more of the jaded type that hates the fact that certain people and albums don't see the light of day. And so one of the reasons why it was important for me to have other people on this is because the Grammys is so big that it, it's not good enough for two people's opinions. And now it's time to hear from Mark. The reason that I really wanted Mark on this is because Mark is such a positive person. He is a positive vibes only <laughs> type of guy. But the last time I talked to him, Mark and I talk a lot about music. And in the 
Grammys last year, he, he sent me a few messages of, man, I hope this gets in there. And, and I really think this album might be album of the year and this and that. And then all the nominees came out and Mark sent a good old fuck the Grammys sort of. Do you have that with you? Do you have the email? Is that what that is? It was an Instagram of some sort. I'm sure. Yes. (laughs) So Mark, what is your relationship with the Grammys? When did you start with the Grammys and where are you now? I mean, I started watching the Grammys as as soon as I was a kid. I always watched it for the musical performances. Never really cared who was nominated and who won. Because I know it's a show and it's an industry plant and everything, all that stuff. But yeah, the last couple of years, I just watch the day after I watch YouTube performances. And I think still some of the best performances we get are from the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're not real, which kind of bothers me. Mm-hmm. That becomes more and more so as time goes on. <laughs> but I mean, the Grammys are certainly a sham. They've been a sham for a long time. I just feel they're more of a sham as time goes on. That's a fair assumption to me. Yeah. And apparently to Rachel, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're just a little more okay with the sham. Is that kind of... Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get into that and more. I will play for you Kevin's opinions as well, which he actually has a lot of the same opinions that I do, with the exception of a couple good points that I would have never thought of if it wasn't for discussing with him. So we're going to get into the Grammys. Before we do that, we have to talk about the most important part of the night. What are we drinking? Mark, you are the most exciting tonight. So let's start with you. (laughs) Mark, what do you got? I'm drinking a nice chamomile tea. I got some mm. Kirkland honey in here. Nice. I also got some, some Ricolas for myself as well. Ricola. So. <laughs> Ricola. So we're going nuts tonight. <laughs> so last weekend, I recorded I recorded with cop drops in my mouth the whole weekend. So you're taking take it over for you. My yep. turn this time. I like it. I do like your mug, though. Looks like a Michael Scott or World's Best Boss or something. Michael Scott yeah. Paper Company. Oh, yeah. Michael Scott Paper Company. I love that. Rachel, <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, I'm also sporting some Kirkland tonight, some mango hard seltzer, but in true Kirkland Rachel fashion. Hard seltzer. Yeah, they do. They're really good. Uh, I mixed in a Bolias, B-O-L-I-S. It's a Mexican otter pop. It's a pina colada flavor. Mix that in there. <laughs> um, and then some Malibu. With your hard seltzer? Yeah. How is it? delicious it's like a slushy but it's like it's kind of pina colada it's a little more liquidy than that but it's fucking delicious so is this the official first time that you have thrown a popsicle and some malibu into the blended it and you got a drink i feel like i've done this one other time i think it might be the first time or maybe i've just talked maybe this is the first time i've talked about it. no you've you talked here. about it a lot i think this okay. might be the first time you've actually done it yeah that's exciting delicious. everybody should try it it's really probably good. not going to try it. Maybe should, I'll try it. Someday. Maybe you should try it. What am I drinking? Well, <laughs> I feel like we should have asked. Like you, nah, you're just like doesn't matter. I guess we'll talk about me now. David, what are you drinking? I have a very boring beer, but I also have a very exciting mm. because of a picture that I was taking for a future Instagram, a mint julep, mm. and my brand new. That's mint- a nice cup, isn't it? I have 12 of them. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting story. Go on. Let's say hypothetically, you order two mint julep cups from Amazon and you end up getting a fucking case. (laughs) Would you write them and let them know? Here's what's going to happen if you write them because you shouldn't have to pay for shipping if they want them back and they're not going to pay for shipping. They're just going to be like, you know what? Just keep them. We don't care because that kind of stuff has happened to me before. I know that it's times six like Mm -hmm. how many you ordered but i feel like even if you contacted them they'd be like it's fine it's it's more work mark what is your take on this well i've been paying attention for the last five minutes checked out (laughs) okay this is (laughs) the episode 
Um, <laughs> if he's not paying attention, then I'm not going to get in trouble. Nope. So nope. we're so good. About cups and juleps. Okay. My whole take on it is if it would have come from like an independent purchaser. That's different. Then I would have. Yeah. But this very obviously came from Amazon and fuck. Right. Jeff has so. so much money. We're fine. Exactly. That's what we're drinking tonight. We got to get into the Grammys, why it sucks and why it doesn't suck. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. All right, the Grammys. What about the Grammys? Well, before us three talk about the Grammys, like I said, I have a pre-recorded little ditty from Kevin McGuire who worked the Grammys for 10 years. I'm going to play that for you now, get his opinion on a few things, and then we'll be right back, and I'm going to get these young kids' opinion on the same things. So here it is. need fixing and why you know as my experience as a tech on the Grammys the Grammys to me are a promotional tool so you know if you don't like what they're promoting of course it's gonna always need fixing I think the Grammys are pretty much a uh, advertisement so do I think it needs fixing probably is it gonna get fixed probably not I mean, it's kind of a formula. It, it's working. And I don't know, it's it's pop music. So I'm not always a big fan of pop music. So of course I want to see my favorite bands or more indie artists get awarded, but that's just not how it works with the how corporate music is today. So do they need fixing? Yes. Are they going to be fixed? Probably not. What actions could current artists take to attempt to better the Grammys? Well... I don't think artists have any control over the Grammys. I think it's producers. I think it's uh, the television stations, ABC or something like that. And, you know, I don't think other artists are going to have much effect, like The weekend boycotting the Grammys because they felt they had the best song ever and they had all the charts and they played the Super Bowl. That's not helping. Boycotting doesn't help. And that record wasn't exactly that great. If artists want to make the Grammys better, they need to do things that are more dramatic and bring more attention to them. There's a reason why the Will Smith slap gets all the attention at the Oscars, because these shows are boring. They don't give awards out on TV to all of the workers. Maybe they could do a live thing and add some of that but it is the grammys it's the recording industry so you know i i don't know if an artist has that much power over it you know is kanye west gonna have the power that he needs to have to change the format probably not would beyonce want to change the format probably not these people have other things to worry about than a award show that generally has uh less and less viewers do the grammys deserve to be an event yeah, I think the Grammys deserve to be an event. It's a healthy way for the industry to promote itself. If you were nominated for a Grammy, it's definitely going to 
be something that you want to go to. I guess I should also give you a little bit of background about about me and uh, my experience at the Grammys. I started doing the Grammys at the 50th Grammy Awards as a tech. I was a department head for a certain type of video fixture that was all over the set, mostly in the stairs and uh, other places. I think I did the 50th through the 59th Grammy Awards before uh, my role changed and they switched lighting fixtures to a different brand. And I just, you know, sometimes the train just kind of gets to the last station and, and that was enough for me. But 10 years in the Grammys, I saw a lot of interesting things. You know, it's a big, huge job for people. So when people say they should get rid of these things, they forget about the thousands of jobs that events like this do, whether it's for the red carpet people or the people that drive the celebrities to the event or the hotels that have after parties or the companies that supply lighting equipment or video equipment or sound equipment or tables uh, and chairs and tents and all these things and it's a great up until last year when covid restrictions prevented the grammys from being at the staples center and moved them to los angeles you know that's a huge hit for a lot of people uh, working wise so i myself was a part of those 10 grammys and uh we actually won a couple of emmys on a few of them and I have some emmy certificates and you know it was a really great time in my life because it was a good chunk of work always and you know it, it is exciting when you're there and you're working on them you know they're long days it's pretty boring once it gets into rehearsals and you know by the time the show hits live tv we've already done a complete dress rehearsal earlier in the day as if it were live uh, we've seen the show about three times you know it was exciting to see beyonce and tina turner play together or you know little richard and jerry lee lewis uh, yelling at each other and arguing about song arrangements with john fogarty on stage and there are also some travesties that I witnessed, you know, like Stevie Wonder playing with the Jonas Brothers and one of them shouting, come on, Stevie, show us what you got. You know, that that's just insulting to music. So, you know, these producers, they don't always get it right. Most of the time they don't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but people do like it and some people still turn in. But again, I have a firm belief that the Grammys, just like any of these things, are just promotional tools that the industry makes to keep their their product in the eyes and ears of the, the public. How would you fix or better the Grammys? Uh, you know, I don't know if there is a fixing or making it better. They They do what they can. They've only got so much to work with. And, you know, as somebody that's not a huge fan of pop music... I personally would probably never tune in if it wasn't for the fact that I worked on the shows. And even even now, I don't watch the Grammys. I don't watch the performances. I, I'm not interested in seeing Metallica play with Lady Gaga or any uh, Katy Perry singing or Carrie Underwood or any of these people that are usually on these shows. For me, it was always a job. You know, like I cared about the video systems and a good chunk of money. I don't know how to make it better. What about the indie artists? We always think that the best way to promote indie artists is to get them on some big stage with these people. And, and you know, these guys are the backbone of the, the working class musicians and, and whatever it is. And, you know, the best thing to do for indie artists is just find them and buy the records as close to the source that you possibly can. You know, whether that's 
buying from their website or their Instagram or whatever, uh, or going directly to an independent music store and buying it from there, which, you know, is few and far between now. But, you know, if you want to help indie bands buy their gear, buy their stuff, getting them on the Grammys is, I don't know, it just seems like it would take the indie out of them. You know, it's the Grammys, for better or worse, are a giant corporate shill. And I think when you start trying to put bands... Like, could you imagine Built to Spill winning a Grammy? Sure, maybe it would feel good, but, you know, the Grammys, from my experience, my record had a lot of Grammy winners on it. The Grammys are a giant ego fest, and they can make people really pretentious. Music and art is not supposed to be awarded. How do you award someone for for art? So, you know, I think that the Grammys are cute, and they're fun, and they're good for big artists, but keep the indie out of it. Don't ruin my favorite bands by giving them Grammys. Anyway, David, I, I hope that does it. If you need some more, let me know. I'm out with, uh, with Cardi B right now in Pennsylvania. We're going to Norway, London, and Birmingham beginning of the next month. And then I'm uh, off to Costa Rica for a little bit for some vacation. So uh, hopefully this gets it for you, man. Thank you for always being a big supporter of uh, the record. And uh, let me know if you need anything else. What did you guys think? Did you guys like that? Are you mad? Do you agree? It's very inspiring. I agree. With, I agree with some stuff. Do you not agree with other stuff? <laughs> He's jaded. Okay, good. Rachel, what's your history with the Grammys? Uh, why do you like them? I love watching the richest people in the industry hand each other golden statues. I think it's a great way to define what I should listen to and how I should live my life. As Mark said before, some amazing performances have come out of the Grammys. So I've always been very entertained by watching that aspect of it. When I was a kid, there wasn't a TiVo, whatever the kids use these days, version of it to fast forward through all the boring shit, which has just made watching the Grammys even better. Now, um, you can just fast Mm -hmm. forward to, you know, the performances. But yeah, I've just always like, as you said, David, like, I like pop music, and so it's kind of my kind of show, but still integrates stuff that I normally wouldn't listen to or normally wouldn't hear. Having all the different kinds of awards on there opens up different musical tastes. Are you into it, into it? Do you look up the nominees first and then watch, I hope this wins, and and that kind of thing? Yes, I do, because... I I like to look it up ahead of time because there's often people that I've never heard of in categories. And so it's nice to hop on Spotify or whatever and get kind of a feel of who that is. Because it's nice when the person that you want to win wins all the time. But it's also nice to know who they're competing against to know if it's a fair fight. How many times has Taylor Swift won Best Album of the Year? Twice? Uh, Folklore and Red? I think just twice. No, she won 1989. Uh... She was nominated a bunch, but she, did she win three times? I know she won for Folklore in 1989. Okay. She won in t- 2016 and 2021. Yeah, that'd be Folklore. So, so 2016 would have been 1989 and 2021 would have been Folklore. Yeah. Correct. Look at me with my T-Swift knowledge. Damn you, smart. That's when uh, T-Swift beat out DeJesse, which is an album that Mark and I love. That's a, the Jacob Collier that's a great album. album. It really is. I would have vinyl. You uh, know. <laughs> 1989, she beat out Kid Cudi. Uh, which yeah. sorry yeah i'm very bitter about that mark will you still 
do the same thing that I asked about. Look up the nominees, watch the show, hope somebody wins. Yeah, I mean, I'm basically prepared to be disappointed with every list of nominees. But I look at the Grammys for the type of music I don't listen to. I mean, if it's rock or Americana or indie music, I know all that stuff. But I watch it to see hip hop and to see pop. That's stuff I don't normally listen to. And I kind of still want to see what's going on in those worlds. So that's what's good for the Grammys for me. Gotcha. And also see the performances of especially rap and pop and stars and whatnot. Yeah, that's actually something in his recording that Kevin touched on is you get to see some amazing performances with people that you would never see together. You know, you get to see the John Fogarty's and that sort of thing. But you also have to see the Jonas Brothers with Stevie Wonder. Yes. And <laughs> there are also these certain mishmashes of just insulting to music in general. I was never a big Grammy person, even when I was a kid and it wasn't like a jaded whatever. And I was listening to shit music. I was listening to Vanilla Ice and Color Me Bad and stuff like that. And <laughs> it's still the Gram- I don't know what it was about the Grammys, but it just never. What it was is we grew up knowing that Metallica lost to Jethro Tull. That's 1989 exactly he didn't just beat out metallica who all he beat out iggy pop acdc jane's addiction those were the 1989 nominees he beat out all those so yes you're right mark that is a massive stain in my my world that was the the big shot that basically destroyed the grammys yeah oh so this is what the grammys is okay yes i want to ask both of you this viewership has plummeted Do you credit this to streaming? Do you credit it to shittier music? Do you think people just don't give a shit about this anymore? Younger people going off to new things. Because everybody does what I do. They just watch the highlights the next day. Who wants to sit there and watch a three and a half hour show? I mean, the next day you can just Mm -hmm. wake up, watch the five performances you want and see who won the categories. I 100% agree. The way that we take in music now is completely different. I mean, you could say the same thing for album sales now are down from... 20 years ago because we can stream everything as opposed to buying albums. Times change, so people aren't watching it live anymore. First Grammy ever was in 1959. And don't cheat. If you know this, don't cheat. Can you guess one of the nominees? What year was hey, it? 59? Hey, I, I can see you, okay? Right <laughs> here, Rachel. Right here, okay? <laughs> Frank Sinatra. Buddy just, Holly. That cheating bastard. Re- really? Two. Frank Sinatra had two Come Fly With Me and Only Lonely. Tchaikovsky, Ella Fitzgerald, Frank Sinatra, and Henry Mancini. And Henry Mancini won. Mm. Let's talk about some ones that maybe we are mad or not mad about. Let's talk about 2005. Winner of 2005, How to Dismantle the Atomic Bomb by U2. If you were going by the best-selling artist, it would have been Confessions by Usher. And the critical darling that year would have been either College Dropout or Funeral. I would imagine that Mark would be a big why the fuck didn't funeral win. Am I right on that? Mark is a big why the fuck didn't funeral win, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the greatest elements ever made, but that's fine. Speaking of which, Mark, we talked about the new Arcade Fire. Oh, uh, be, be nice to them. a week or two ago. <laughs> Please. There's, there's not many big, great indie bands left in the world. Don't, don't piss off the few that are left. Yeah. <laughs> it's not their best album. It's fine. Rachel is just completely ignoring what we're talking about. I hate that you two won this, especially when you consider. So the way that I see it is it should symbolize when you think back to that year, what are you going to think of? And I'm not thinking about you two. I think Usher would have been a, a good winner. Yeah. Because 2005. I also think College Dropout or Funeral would have been amazing, would have been great winners. I think that's a terrible winner. It is. I'm a, I'm a huge U2 fan too. And this was a bad U2 album. It was. 
I'm not a big U2 fan, but I do respect them and I do love a couple albums, but I also know which albums are shitty. Yeah. And that's a pretty shitty album. It is a pretty shitty album. I agree. I feel like when our kids look back on that year of albums, they're going to wonder why U2 won as well. It was a bad choice. Are we to the point yet where kids are saying who is U2? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Not your kids, Mark, right? No, not my kid. Normal kids. Normal kids. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the year 2000. Albums that came out this year. Keep It Like a Secret, Summer Teeth, Things Fall Apart, The White Stripes debut album, Win the Pawn, The Battle of Los Angeles, Play by Moby. Highest selling album that year would have been Millennium by Backstreet Boys. The winner was Santana's Supernatural. Rachel, how do you feel about that? I'm not too mad at that. I think when boy bands were getting really, really hot, I can understand why they sold the most albums. In that case, I do remember loving Smooth and I do remember loving Santana. So in that way, I don't think that personally looking back at 22 now years later, that that's something that I'm like, oh, what the fuck did that happen? It's not, I don't think it was that bad of a choice. The first problem is you remember loving Smooth, which is a good song. <laughs> that's fair. Okay, that's pick, very pick fair. Pick another song from that album. One Mark, other song. that joke was so smooth. <laughs> I wouldn't have hated it if Millennium won. I mean, I'm not a Backstreet Boys fan at all, but mm-hmm. I understand how big that was at the time. Looking back at it, I mean, it's terrible that Fiona wasn't even nominated yeah. with one of the greatest albums I think ever made. Mm-hmm. At the time, I think that was pretty well known to be a great album, too. Yeah. Yeah. None of the ones that I read were even nominated. Yeah. Um, Rage, Moby. That Moby album was, nobody had heard anything like it. Was that play? Yeah. Yeah. And I get that a lot of people are going to not like Moby, but that album was incredible. But I do, I kind of agree that when I think back to 2000, if I hear the winner was Supernatural, I kind of am like, oh yeah, I, it was fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like Frantom Comes Alive of 2000. <laughs> Let's talk about 1993. Winner, Eric Clapton Unplugged. Mm-hmm. Highest selling album of that year, The Bodyguard Soundtrack. Other albums that came out this year, The Chronic, Automatic for the People, Dirt, Dirty by Sonic, like some fucking epic albums came out this year. Uh, Faith, uh, Faith No More had, you know what, what I'm, t- Angel. Uh, Angel Dust, is that it? Angel Dust, yes. Good job, Mark. Just taking a look at what else is here on actually nominated. That would have been okay U2 album to win. I'll tell you that. I will say that that Eric Clapton album was everywhere. Yes. In hindsight, all those albums you just mentioned, of course, are much better. But you also kind of have to think at the time. At the time, I don't think people besides you or me were talking about dirt. True. But The Chronic. The chronic, yeah, the chronic should have been at least nominated. Probably one, yes. Uh, Rachel, are you clap? Are you? Do you like Clapton? Uh, I come from a Clapton loving family. Well, that's a Same good here. family. So I very much remember listening to Unplugged and listening to this album during this year, and not the chronic because I was ten. But in in <laughs> hindsight, it, it's a better album, and so that's frustrating. But also that. Eric Clapton album was, as we said, everywhere. And so I can completely understand. And I'm not mad at it. We're in fairly good territory. We've had like one that's total bullshit. But everything else is kind of a, I can see that. Yeah. Let's do, and then I'm going to get into some newer ones. Let's do 1988. Uh, Albums that came out this year, Appetite for Destruction, Joshua Tree, Document, A Sister by Sonic Youth, Tunnels of Love, Hysteria, Sign of the Times, Strange Ways, Here We Come, Bad, Joshua Tree won. Now, Mark, I want to hear your take on this because I am sure that you 
think Joshua Tree is a monumental album, but I am sure you also understand the importance of bad. So I want to hear your take. Uh, I am fine with Joshua Tree winning. I mean, I was eight years old at the time, but I know that was a huge album at the time. It's definitely U2's best album. Bad probably should have won. So it's a much bigger album. I think I can name every song off Bad. I think everybody can. I think can. everybody can. And that's, that's not even my world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a very good take. And I agree with it. Because Joshua Tree is a massive album as well. It's massive. Everybody knows Joshua Tree. Uh, but Rachel... I don't think that that should have won. Not, not at all. Uh, I'm mad. <laughs> I don't like Michael Jackson as a person. But I very much understand his talent and understand how amazing this album was. Him not winning is complete bullshit. Joshua Tree has the best Quite side definitely. of any album ever made. Just say that. That's I hope fine. you don't mind That's that fine. I edit crickets after you say that. Please? Me? No, after him saying that it was the best first side. Oh. Side, uh, track A. Track side A. Good God. Least side pretty. A. Some, some Very days. pretty. Let's get into some more <laughs> recent years now because... So far, there's been a lot of, yeah, I can see it. I'm okay with it. Now it's time to argue. Let's call them the Gaga years, where (laughs) the rule is if your name's Lady Gaga, you're just fucking nominated for a fucking Grammy. It doesn't matter. So that started in 08? Something like that. Let's go to 2010. Nominees were Fearless, The Grugrux King by DMB, Black Eyed Peas, Lady Gaga, and Beyonce, uh, Taylor Swift won. Yeah. Albums that came out that year, though. XX, 808s and Heartbreaks, The Meriwether Post Pavilion, Man on the Moon. The, the All the ones that I read off, this is where it starts to be. I can't believe that none of those were nominated. Yeah. Right. All those albums are not my world. I'll completely admit it. Uh, 808 and Heartbreak, I think, is a brilliant album. It definitely should have been nominated and probably mm-hmm. should have won. Classic Swift album. <laughs> is it? Yes, it is. I love this album. It's a this great Taylor Swift album. album. Yeah. Comparatively, maybe she shouldn't have won this year. I'm not mad at it. Uh, and again, as we're talking about looking back, I don't think that in 20 years I would look back on this and be like, Taylor Swift, what a pile of shit that album was. Because it wasn't. It was a good album. <laughs> I know you don't. I know you don't love her, but I don't get. 808 not even being nominated especially when you have the black eyed peas in there and dave matthews band who mm-hmm. 2010 dave matthews i don't get that this is a a very white person talking this is a white male that is <laughs> saying i don't get dave matthews band being in there so you know it's legit <laughs> oh wait um, till we get to coldplay <laughs> you know what i want to do i want to do 2013 uh, we had jack white we had mumford and sons we had frank ocean we had the black keys and we had fun. Other albums that came out that year were The Swans. I think that was The Swans' first album, or the first big album. Death Grips, The Idler Wheel came out that year. Mumford and Sons won, which was not, what was the big song? The Just I Will Wait? I Will Wait. That was the song on it. Oh, so I Will Wait. Okay, good job, guys. That makes it even weirder, though, because I Will Wait wasn't even... Mumford and Sons most popular. Anyway, this was a makeup for Sign No More, their first album. Is that you think that Sign No More is huge? They had like like eight songs we all know, and they're like, "Well, we missed on that one. Let's just yes. nominate Babel with the one song everybody knows." Because nobody okay. gave a shit about this album. Rachel, was your finger on the pulse at this time? Did you like Frank Ocean? Fun. That sort of thing? No, I just had a kid. I was not. <laughs> You're focused. knee deep in veggie tales. <laughs> exactly. Let's talk about 2014. So 
Daft Punk, Sarah Barry, Yel- Sarah Barellis, Barry whatever, whatever, Barellis, uh, Barry Ellis, Barellis, Mad City, and then Macklemore and Red. Macklemore. Daft Punk won, which yep. I'm okay with. <sighs> Rachel isn't. Did you want Red to win? No, that Daft Punk's fine. Did we talk about anything that? was awesome that didn't get nominated i did not no because there are there's a lot in there no red i don't think red should have won do you think mads have you heard mad city Uh, no but i love kendrick so i would be surprised if i liked daft punk more than the random access memories more than the kendrick album but here's a year that pissed a lot of people off got a lot of complaints and this is when kanye started bitching about the grammys and after this every year there was one artist that was saying fuck the grammys because i didn't get nominated or I didn't win. So 2015, we had Beck, we had Beyonce, we had Sam Smith, Ed Sheeran. Sorry, it's gone. Ed Sheeran and and then somebody else. Pharrell. Pharrell with Girl. Girl, thank you. Yes. Beck won. Pissed a lot of people off. Swans came out with another incredible album this year. It was Run the Jewels' first Mm -hmm. album. D'Angelo came out with an incredible album. Do either of you have a problem with the whole artist striking the weekend or kanye because the albums that make the money don't win Mm, i i understand where they're coming from but it should just be about the best album it shouldn't be about i i don't think that album sales translate to what's the best album because again we can go back to early 2000s when all the boy bands were selling all of the albums. But if this whole thing is just a marketing night, then don't these artists that make all this fucking money for the industry deserve to be pissed off that they aren't... I don't... That's a horrible word. Not deserve to be pissed off, but they're going to be pissed off that they aren't being catered to. I think it's more about the cultural zeitgeist as well. The Weekend's the best example of that. That album was everywhere. He played the Super Bowl, and he wasn't even nominated for Mm -hmm. a Grammy for... I think I don't think anything. True. That is one great that album. Wasn't very good though. I don't care if I'm not yeah. a big fan but, either, but it was huge. Yes. And like it brought '80s dance music kind of back to the forefront. It kind of shifted what people were doing at music at that time as well a bit, because it was so big and it was omnipresent. And in that case, I completely understand why the weekend's pissed off. I see it both ways. But does having a hissy fit change things? Like, is that going to accomplish anything for him? Except no. people thinking he's an entitled asshole for a not tool. being it won't accomplish anything not for wanting him. to come to the party when you're not. A lot of people look at the Grammys and saying, hey, what's going on here? The general populace can look at that and go, the Grammys are broken. And this is prime example number one. That's fair. The, the fact that the whole concept of the Grammys is all these super rich, beautiful musicians getting together to just kiss each other's asses for four hours in an evening and dress up and be honored. Anybody that starts throwing a hissy fit about anything to me is just you're automatically an unbelievably ignorant piece of shit. Well, it's because they're broken. We have to figure out ways to fix it. We'll We'll get get into into that. that. Yes. Yes, we will. I don't have that much to talk about left as far as the years are concerned. Well, we're going to talk about Coldplay. Let's talk about Coldplay. <laughs> uh, I mean, Rachel and I could box about how 1989 beat to Pimp a Butterfly. But Yay! Just kidding. Be <laughs> Love you so much. Talk to us about Coldplay. In 2001, Coldplay's Everyday Life was nominated for Grammy for an album of the year. I don't even think Coldplay liked that album. That <laughs> album was god-awful. And I'm a Coldplay fan. I have like three Coldplay albums. Also came out that year, a Fiona Apple album. It was somehow not named for album of the year. That was, you know, universally loved by 
pretty much any publication you looked at. Which one came out in 2001? 2021. Oh, two, oh. Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Yeah. Everybody loved that fucking album. They did. And it looks a lot worse now, but Punisher also came out from Phoebe Bridgers in 2021. Mm. And that was just made it into like alternative album or something. Who ended up winning? Bruno Mars for the seventh time or something like that? No, that was Folklore one. Sorry. I didn't like that album to be. Oh, good. I liked that. (laughs) We could could talk about Nevermind, but I think Nevermind was also kind of in hindsight looks, of course, terrible. But I don't know what it looked at the time. I wonder if Sub Pop was like, we'll give you fucking a hundred grand to not have them in the nominations. I do want to point out, this is maybe not probably the Grammys, but probably music in general. All the 90s fit on the front and back of one page of paper for me because of how many writers are on it. And all of 2022 fits on the front and back of one page of paper. Oh, that's amazing. Doja Cat needs like 40 people to write her song. Yeah. Justin Bieber (laughs) has like a whole page. That's enough travesties and not travesties for now. We're going to take a break. We're going to think really hard about how to fix the Grammys. And then we're going to solve the world's problems. (laughs) We're going to take a break. I'm going to have to edit all that out. All that. We'll be right back. We'll be screaming out Yeah, do it. We're back. We're going to fix the world's problems right now. I'm sick of this shit. You guys don't know this. The Grammys secretly have hired us to fix them. Yes. Joining us now is Kanye West. Kanye. No, he's not really here. I'm just kidding. Everybody gotcha. Mark, do the Grammys even need fixing? They probably don't need fixing. I mean, at this point, Everybody knows they're pretty much a sham. People just watch the performances the next day. And I'm fine with that as a musician, I'll say. Boy, I'm going to start calling you Eeyore. That was... <laughs> that was Eeyore. <laughs> it sucks. I'm I fine. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> we, we could work We're all just going to watch it the next day anyway. Next day. I'm old now. <laughs> Rachel, do the Grammys need fixing? Interesting question, David. I feel like... Sorry to put you on the spot. No. <laughs> I would say no, because can you imagine what would happen if the Grammys weren't a complete sham? Nobody would watch them. Like if the people that actually deserved Grammys were winning Grammys, I don't think anyone would care. I think people go on there to see Lady Gaga perform and the Jonas Brothers and Stevie Wonder together and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Okay. And it, if it was mixed in with people that deserved awards, winning awards, I think people would turn it off. I mean, I, I honestly don't even know. If they need fixing, I really don't. I, like I said, I haven't been a huge Grammy guy my whole life and I can't think of anything that would make me even tune in. I mean, even if I found out one of my favorite artists was going to be live on the Grammys, I don't even know if it, there's just something that feels fucking icky about well, it. Also, let's, let's talk about live on the Grammys. Does live on the Grammys yeah. mean they're actually live? Or does that mean there's a hot mic and everything's pre-recorded? Very good point, Mark. Very good point. I mean, it's it's been fake for years. I know some things. I've read some books and shit. And it's, yeah, it's all half the shit's pre-recorded. And you know that- Unless you're Foo Fighters, then you're all live. That's about it. Yes. And you know, that brings another really important aspect to this that I had never thought of until meeting Kevin. This employs thousands of people. It employs- workers for the whole year and lighting people and audio people and and people driving the cars and hotel workers and this helps sustain a very very big part of a whole industry so 
why not let these rich people do their thing and pay for people to have jobs for a year? You know, the Mexican cartel employs a lot of people. God bless them. Keep it going. What's Drug a couple mules? people's heads being lopped off a year for thousands exactly. of... Exactly. <laughs> it puts so much money into the economy. Yeah. And have you ever tried heroin? Oh my God, it's, it's great. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> The Grammys are great for some people, especially in the in the music industry. Uh, it's great mm-hmm. for the people who play on the albums who are not the people nominated for the Grammys. Yeah. If you played on an album that was nominated for a Grammy, your rates double right Absolutely. there. If you produce an album for sure. that was nominated for Grammy, your rates double. And, you know, as a struggling musician, as somebody who knows professional musicians, they would love to play an album that was nominated for a Grammy because then they would be in demand. Absolutely. You know, the resume, number one, Grammy-nominated album. We had Amy Clements on this year. She's a she's a very good example of you get those specific gigs, you get the Red Rocks gig, you get the Grammys, you get, yep. and then all of a sudden you're touring with Marin Morris for fucking seven years. Absolutely. So let's pretend that we all said that the Grammys need fixing <laughs> because none <laughs> of us did. <laughs> what actions could current artists take to attempt to better the Grammys, Mark? I think one great action something they could take is work on the nominating process. I think if they work with, say, the top 40, 50 music publications, I'll say Rolling Stone, even though we know it's a sham, Ben, Pitchfork, all of those, mm-hmm. you just kind of work with the people who were within music all day, you know, kind of seeing it, reviewing it, mm-hmm. and just help work with them for at least the nomination process. You can still have your team there, but actually work with somebody who does this every day to at least get that first list together. Yeah. You know, otherwise, like, nobody's ever going to listen to a I'm sure none of these old people are going to listen to Black Country New Road mm-hmm. unless someone tells them to. That's fair. Yes, it's very fair. They don't want to be that bored. Oh, Mark. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I'm going to go first because I keep making both of you go first. I'm going to go second because I already made Mark go. Sorry, I apparently that mint julep hit me pretty hard. Only 11 um, more to go. This recall hit me pretty hard, let me tell you. <laughs> you got to drink some of that Robitussin. That's where it's at. Well, that's, that's where, it's where it's at. You'll be yeah. high as a kite. Nowadays, YouTube videos, podcasts, things like that are massive. Why don't they make those sort of people part of the voting process? And I'm not, you know, shout out to us. Yeah, give us a vote. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking people that are the needle drop or forgot. What's his name? I forgot. But you have people with millions of views and stuff on YouTube that are reviewing albums. You have all these indie critics, I guess is what we'd call them. Give them votes. See what they have to say about it. I feel like that would be a good way to at least fake legitimizing this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And maybe even a, a portion of open voting for other artists. Because if you have somebody like a... Beyonce saying the new weekend album is amazing. People are going to trust that more. Yeah. If you have like Fantano, who's a needle drop guy, if he goes up there, I'm sure he'll do the whole nomination process and kind of talk why he nominates the different albums as content for him, but also it's going to push people to the Grammys. They're going to want to kind of see what he's talking about and why, how that performed at the Grammys as well. Yes. And it's going to keep shit from happening. Like Adele winning and getting up there and being like, Lemonade should have won this fucking year because that's embarrassing for the Grammys. Mm -hmm. Yes. Rachel, how do you feel about all this? And if you were a billionaire artist, Mm -hmm. much like the the women behind you, what would you do to better the Grammys? If I was one of the artists behind me, I wouldn't have to better the Grammys because I would be winning all of the Grammys. That's very true. 
I think there really is something to be said to having people with more knowledge vote with people that there are podcasters that do this all day, every day for money that are mm-hmm. listening to all of the albums and not just whatever popular music is telling them to listen to. The problem with that is credibility. If people are just, if I have all of the knowledge of a doctor and I walk into a hospital and say, I know how to perform brain surgery, they're not going to let me. There's a process that people have to go through to be the people that nominate people for Grammys. And so with that in mind... Very true. But let's not compare voting on the Grammys to brain surgery. (laughs) No, I know. I'm just saying that those people expect experience. And a lot of people that are podcasters that do this in their spare time, um, and even people that do it full time, might not have the experience of, I've never played in a band before. I do listen to music. I do do this a lot. You do this, both of you, exponentially more than I do. There's no trust in that. But if you're giving, and, if you're giving awards for art, which is all just right. fucking subjective, which is anyway, subjective anyway, right? Then who cares how much experience you have? The artists that are winning the albums. Okay, if some that's, Joe Schmo. If Idaho. David from Verse Chorus Verse, <laughs> yeah, didn't, yeah, like fuck you. I don't give a shit about your yeah. Yeah. If Taylor Thank Swift you. finds out that I was complaining about 1989 winning over. To Pimp a Butterfly, I don't think she's going to care that much. She listens to this often. Actually, she might write a song about it. You never know. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> it would be fantastic. Taylor Swift's new song, DL the Douche. She would never name something that. Mark, do the Grammys <laughs> even deserve to be an event? Yeah, they do, because it gives people like me who I certainly have a much broader taste in music than most people I know. But still, there's a lot of music that I'm blind to because... You know, people like me, a chance to see music that I don't see the rest of the year. But that's why that's why we do the quick fire reviews on Verse Chorus first, Mark. Yeah, you think I listen to those albums that I don't care about? That's why you should. Actually, if, if you say something's <laughs> great, maybe I'll listen to it, but that's about it. Oh, you just wait for the next quick fire. You're going to be blown away. Did you really give Rachel Kid Rock? You'll have to find out, Mark. You'll see. If Kid Rock is on there and Florence the Machine is not on there, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> Mark, we loved having you. You just wait and see how many thumbs Kid Rock gets. <laughs> Where we put the thumbs, that's... Uh, Rachel, do the Grammys even... De- I mean, I know your answer, but do the Grammys even deserve to be an event? Yes. I think as broken as they are, they still do educate people on on music and stuff they don't know. It's like a quick fire, but for the entire year, but only of pop music. So in that way, it's nice. But also you have to think of there is no one person on the earth that has listened to every single album that was put out in an entire year. So I don't think there's a way to make it perfect anyway, or to make it even 50% better. You can't have an entire committee of people listen to every single album and then discuss every single album and then try and figure out what's the best album, what's the best record, what's the best song. Do I think that they deserve to be an event? I honestly do think that awards for art is just a completely ridiculous concept in the first place, which is ironic coming from a guy that ranks songs and albums through a whole year on his podcast. But I also admit that my rankings mean absolutely nothing at the same time, specifically for the fact that because of the Grammys, millions of dollars go into an industry that gives people jobs why not? Why not? Yeah. And why should I even give a shit if it's broken, if it's not broken, if Lady Gaga wins every year or Lady Gaga and Adele can just switch back and forth? 
I'm fine with that. Rachel, how would you fix or better the Grammys? More snacks. The Grammys come to you right now and they say, look, we got to do something here. You are by far the the only intelligent person on Verse Course Verse. How would you <laughs> make this work? I'm by far the least intelligent person on Verse Course Verse. I would say maybe new categories that would integrate stuff that people don't hear of more often. Like upcoming artists. Best album from Ohio or something. <laughs> like alternative. Something that uh, brought up. Let's talk about Janelle Monet. The year that she won, everybody's like, who the fuck is Janelle Monet? And then she won and now she is doing great for herself. David Google's Janelle Monet. You don't know who Janelle Monet is? Uh-uh. Oh, she won. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. She's a wonderful actress. She acts too? <laughs> you being funny? No, she really is an actress. Oh, yeah. Filmography. Who knew? She won like upcoming artist or something like that. Oh, it wasn't a Grammy. What was it? An Oscar because she's an actress. Well, cut this part out. <laughs> Fuck off! No, she's won. She's won. Uh, awards oh my god! Associated with music, she's been nominated for eight Grammy awards. So maybe I'm thinking she was nominated, and I was like, "Who the fuck so is she?" More independently charged uh, awards, or what? What do you mean? Yeah, I just. <sighs> You've had so much time to think about this, Rachel. I don't know. Uh, Mark, how would you fix the Grammys? <laughs> I'd fix the Grammys by getting a a, a bunch of whole different people or. The people listen to music all day long to help get the list together for the nominees. And also, the Grammys is primarily a live music broadcast. That's how I see it. So I would go and basically focus all my efforts that I could on that. I know people want to see the awards, I guess. That's fine. But focus on the live music broadcast. And like the Oscars can have all the best winners go up there, go up there and play. Yeah. I would love that the Grammys had all their best album winners go up there and yeah. play a song. So we can see, hey, these are the five best albums or the five best Love songs, which everyone wanted to pick, which are called records, I guess, which is annoying, mm -hmm. and have them all go up there and play those songs. I love that. So every nominee for the best song category and the best uh, album category play. I like that. That's yeah, that's actually fantastic. Th that would fix the Grammys. Mark did it. <laughs> I don't know if that fixed the Grammys, but that would help. So in a lot. Help. in true DL fashion, you know what I would do. I would create a formula. <laughs> That's what I would That's do. That's a great idea. I would take sales. I would take critical average from, you know, take whatever, a hundred biggest critics in Metacritic and, and Rolling Stone and the YouTube guy that I keep reading the name of. Fantino. Thank you. Fantano. I would do sales. I would do critics come up with some sort of average and the highest of both average, like highest six for those averages those are your nominees and then you have your however many people are in the actual database of that vote they have to pick from those but how do you integrate stuff that nobody's ever heard of that's amazing because they're not going to have the sales well that's where the and they might not be heard of of all these critics that are covering major albums but that's kind of where you have to compromise the it's still a show that's here to make money so you can't have some completely random local portland band that has two thousand followers on facebook but they might be amazing yeah but the, the grammys it's never going to be fair is you can't integrate everyone like not everybody's in the running and that's not fair so this is a way to pretend <laughs> that you're being fair more fair. Even if you're averaging it out, you're still going to get those Fiona Apple's mm. albums that we were talking about that weren't getting nominated. Those would have been nominated right. because they did sell, but they also critically, they were sky high. 
So you're going to have more things like that at least. But yeah, fuck the indie artists. Right, Mark? Exactly. (laughs) We don't need them. That leads us into our next question. Mark, what about indie artists? What do we do for indie artists? How do we help them? Should they even have anything to do with the Grammys? Uh, No, they, I mean, I'd love to say yes, but no, they probably shouldn't. I mean, the Grammys are a a feature for, again, you say to make money. There's a lot of people it supports and it's a television show. So, I mean, indie artists are not going to do anything for the Grammys. All it's going to do is turn people away. I hate to say it. Sad but true. What if, you know how the Oscars have the unaired Oscar section where it's like, best boom guy and all that stuff then you could have the less heard of artists winning awards to maybe come up to the actual ceremony so like a daytime grammys yeah can we do that here's my thing and this is completely shows how just absolutely broken you are maniacal and broken and stupid music fans are does a Grammy hurt a band. Do you as a music fan want those indie fans to stay indie? Why would I want Built to Spill to have a Grammy? Because there's something about it that would automatically just make it feel more glossy and shiny. And I don't want that. I don't want the black, well, maybe black country or new road. That is, it doesn't matter how I feel about it because critics seem to think that that album is just fucking the next goddamn Jesus has risen kind of stuff. Do you think that winning an Emmy hurts indie artists? I an Emmy, an Emmy, an Emmy, a Grammy, an Emmy. David, we're talking about the Grammys. Yeah, but if if an indie artist wins an Emmy, <laughs> they're fucked. Here's the thing: it's not about you, David. If you're an artist and somebody was like, "Hey, you're getting nominated for a Grammy," Mark, hypothetically, you put out an album and somebody's like, "Hey, Mark, you're nominated for a Grammy in this. You want to come to awards? There's some free food." Would you be like, fuck you. I don't want a fucking Grammy. I will be nominated. Take me off your list. I probably would, but I'm a bit different. You don't want a shiny award to put behind you? I don't care. Ooh, I don't know. I smell okay. I smell something. But I, I know a, a lot of musicians who would be there the drop of a hat and would love that, yes. But then would you respect them less, like David? No. As a musician for as long as I've been. It's not a respect thing. Anything you can do to help yourself, you, you do it. That's true. But it's not a respect thing. It's not suddenly Built to Spill wins a, a Grammy. I'm not going right. to hate them. But bands like Built to Spill don't, they don't get their paychecks because of something like the Grammys. And it might even be dangerous because if you are somebody like Built to Spill and you win like fucking album of the year or something like that, do you lose your, I mean, look what happened to Beck. Beck got in really, really hardcore in the spotlight. And it hasn't been great for him since. He's stopped making great albums. He's only came out. What? Well, now we got to have a back corner. He won for Morning Phase, which I firmly believe is an amazing album. But then he came out. You're right. Colors and Hyperspace. Those are not great albums. But they won. No, they didn't. No. Morning Phase did. Colors and Hyperspace both won Grammy Awards. Oh, I guess it was like lame. Not lame ones, but. Best Engineering or something Best Alternative Album for Colors. Um, And then other one was engineering. Oh, good for you, Beck. So our answer, what is our answer for indie artists? We don't know. Fuck them. Let them struggle. Let's keep Beyonce and Taylor Swift on there. If I knew how to help out indie artists and get Grammys, I would be a very rich man. (laughs) (laughs) We're recording this on the Saturday before an interview uh, is going to come out with John Bates, who is Big Black Delta. And he basically confirms what I feel was, you know, the best way to support indie artists is just go onto their fucking website and buy their album. That's it. 
That's all you have to do. If they have merch, get some merch. That helps a lot. But just go listen to their music, man. Go buy their album. If they have a vinyl, because that's the thing, vinyl's getting bigger and vinyl's going to help indie artists because then there's going to be more options once Adele's fucking album stops being fucking printed. Oh my God. Just, just tell a friend. Even if you don't listen, buy something. Just tell somebody about it. I like that. Tell a friend. I, I just think you should turn the Grammys into a complete financial streaming festival. Just do that. Highest sales, most streams. Congratulations. You won the most streamed award. Good job, Olivia Newton-John, <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo, whatever her name is. Do you all agree with me? Good. I like no. Olivia Rodrigo. No? You're an idiot. I like your equation, though. Most money made on tour. Your equation's Highest great. streaming. Most money made on tour? That's fucked, because there's so many artists that charge, no. like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars for seats, and then some people that are like, yeah, 30 bucks, and you can come to the show. Yeah, tour money means nothing. Because then you get Paul McCartney to come every year. He's got to die at some point. <laughs> Rachel, give me a final statement on the Grammys. What have you learned today? That's not fair. They're not fair. And there's no way to make them fair. There's no fixing it, David. You sound like me. I That's just need to drink more. Very jaded of you. Mm-hmm. We hang out too much. I just don't care enough about them. I don't think that they're fixable. I don't think that artists that go want it to be fixable as much as somebody like The Weeknd will claim that he does. It's just because he didn't fucking win. He just wants to win. But... Much like Eminem, next year, if he's invited, he'll go. Mark, what have you learned today? The Grammys are bad. They've gotten much worse. They could be better. They'll never be perfect. But there are certain things that people can do to make them better. Beautiful. And make them something that I would maybe even tune in for. Mark Kowal. That's me. What a guy. Pure nonsense. The album is tonight. You're going to hear more of that music in the outro. I guess I should ask you, Mark, can I have the rights to play some of your music? <laughs> sure, David. Thank God. That would have been that real been awkward. awkward. PureNonsenseBand.com or at PureNonsense. Thank you to Kevin McGuire of the Gamma Senin, uh, the Gamma Senin, G-A-M-A-S-E-N-N-I-N.com or the Gamma, at the Gamma Senin. Buy both of those albums. One of them is on vinyl. One of them is downloadable. One of them is too poor to make a vinyl. <laughs> That's okay. You, I think, do you have a CD though? Yeah, but nobody buys CDs. I have to start buying CDs because there are some albums that I just know that I'm never going to get on vinyl now. I've come to terms with it. You know, there's like some Dixie Dreg shit out there. So I think for this Christmas, I'm going to buy myself a nice CD player and I may have to get a Pure Nonsense album. Mark, thank you so much for coming on. Welcome. You fought through the sickness. Fought through the sickness. You gave it 110. percent This is your this is your flu game. My flu game. I'm gonna go listen to the new, the new 1975 song 15 more times now. Awesome. Rachel's gonna have to listen to the 1975 in uh, two months. Yay. Rachel, yes, thank sir. you so much for coming and joining. Anytime. You are the bee's knees. Thank you. Versecoursefirst.com at versecoursefirstpod. Everybody, you are great. If you can think of a way to fix the Grammys we didn't talk about, let us know. Write us from our website or Instagram or Put whatever. Put comments on Instagram. I'm the only person that comments. I'll fight with you. Yeah. yeah. We, have like t- uh, we have like two or three people that comment on Instagram. I get the feeling through the emails and the, the numbers that I don't think a lot of the people that listen to music podcasts, Instagram. Yeah. I don't think it's a big thing. Which, God bless you all. I'm not at all knocking that, because goddamn social media sucks. At Verse Course, Verse Pod, everybody. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Take care. Good, good night. Good luck. <laughs>